What is up? And yeah, the White Tiger Podcast is back. Asante is back, looking better than ever. We got some new intro music. Actually, just something I picked up off the internet. So what the hell's going on? Dude, I feel like it's been forever since we did this. And and here, know, man. And here you are. It's been a minute. It's been it's more been than a minute. It's been more than a minute. This has been like, ugh, what was it, like 2012 we did this last, it seems like? 2012? <laughs> no, it, it's, no, 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 no. Uh, it's, been, it's, it's been long overdue. And you know what? Yeah. Like, for, for someone that's listening to this saying, what, I, dude, is this real? Like, is this a new episode? Like, what's going on? Like, you want to give them a quick update of, like, what's, what's going on in your life that uh, maybe uh, kept us from doing this every week since we stopped? Yeah. It's been, I mean, I guess like almost a year or yeah. just over. Mm-hmm. Um, updates on my side. Uh, I started working at a digital advertising agency. So this past year, I've been learning a new skill. Um, it's been great. Um, I have been writing a book, which has been fun, challenging, and definitely a new learning experience. And I also got a dog that we've had for just about a year or so a lot of life updates over here for me <laughs> nice what, what tell about you uh mr odd man up yeah mr odd man up so oof, you know i like you know we've we've had conversations between obviously uh the last time we recorded the podcast and actually this moment so a lot's been happening we talked about this but um you know i i, I just love to create stuff I really do. I just love to create stuff. I love to talk about things. I love to just serve. I want to give back in some way, in some capacity. The hardest struggle for me since I left my job as like a detective was trying to figure out what the next thing is. And I've been just like spitballing and throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. And I keep coming back to this, you know, wanting to help and wanting to coach uh, and just wanting to help. Maybe let's say men in particular. I think, I think the message is very universal, but I think for whatever reason, I just feel like, like if now more than ever, I think there's men out there that really could use some, some guidance on just how to kind of like get better. And just like you would say, and, and, and your brand do your best. Right. And, um, I started this platform on Instagram called odd man up. And basically it's a spinoff of the term odd man out. And the, the, the idea behind it was, is that there's a lot of really good, like, uh, self-development gurus out there, especially in the male space. But I, I have a hard time personally identifying with them because there's a lot of like showmanship and there's a lot of ego. There's a lot of like me taking a picture in front of my car and my beautiful house, and my beautiful wife and my beautiful this, and my beautiful that. And it just didn't feel like it resonated with me. And I think it often clouded the, this great message that they were delivering. And I'm like, it just doesn't I get it, but like I have to weed through all of this like ego stuff in order to get to the juice, and it just it just didn't sit well with me. So I'm like, I gotta, I want to deliver this message in a different way, and I want to be the one that that does it and just share my experience in both law enforcement and life, and see how just like the regular guy can maybe something the regular guy out there can just relate to, and that's kind of spurred this thing. And I jumped on this Instagram uh, thing where I'm creating videos and stuff and in very, very short form uh, with quick tips that um, men can apply to their lives and make a difference, you know, because I know our, our attention spans are like pretty much non-existent. So trying to make it super easily digestible and that's taken up a lot of my time. In addition to being a dad and funneling kids around for sports. I got kids that love to play baseball. So that's a lot of time and effort, uh, which is awesome for me because I get to spend some quality time with them and also get a chance to assist and coach their teams, which has been another like breakthrough. Like you think coaching in general is hard. Try coaching kids. It's like, 
it's it's difficult. It's difficult. It's challenging. It's awesome. It's a different message, and that's a whole nother conversation. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, it's been awesome watching the odd man up content because a lot of it's so relatable, and I love the fact that you deliver the message in under a minute. It's like, dude, the way you're putting out content is awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. It's, it feels good. It feels good. But you know what? In getting back to the original thing, like getting back to podcasting and stuff, I missed the hell out of this. Like this is yeah. really good. I, and I think that we speak to such a, uh, like a very diverse audience and a very type of uh, different, you know, just in a different way and talking about like topics that need to be talked about. So this is kind of cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get back to, to back to this more, most importantly to connect with you, obviously. So. Yeah, man, it's it's so fun. It's like I love just being able to like have conversations and try to find something that will help. Try to share a perspective that may help someone out. So yeah, I've I've definitely missed this connection. Yeah, and you know what? The, here, here's what I think. Like, there's so many places out there nowadays that you can't help but like find negative information. Actually, I, I take it back. Negative information finds you. So if you could provide you know, a method, an avenue, a resource where you can deliver some good information, you know, something positive, something that you would want to hear or makes you start, you know, getting a better mood after you hear it or feel inspired, then that's like, I'm all for that. So if we could do that, if that's like, if this is the vehicle for that, then man, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So what's what's new on the docket today, Asante? What 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 kind of um, unbelievable message could we deliver today? Because it's been a while. We got, I mean, God knows, a lot of stuff happened since we last chatted. It's been a minute. I saw this post that was really profound, but so simple, and I I think it's helpful for people who are in the midst of transition, like we always are. We're always like constantly evolving and changing. And it said, write your purpose in pen, your path in pencil. And for it's so it's so simple, but I think that for me personally, you get so caught up in how you're gonna get there as opposed to actually really knowing like where you want to go indefinitely. And then just kind of letting that path kind of just happen how it may because it never comes out how you think it will and the more you try to control exactly how you do it the more you kind of lead yourself down to disappointment um but as long as you're solid and fixed on what your purpose is what your your north star is then it doesn't matter how you get there because you still know exactly where you're trying to go yeah, 100%. And uh, listen, I've I've tried to be a fortune teller uh, many, many times, and I can't figure that whole fortune telling thing out. Like, I can't fig- predict the future. As much as I like to think I could, I can't. But the one thing I can, you know, focus on is what my goals are and what, like you said, my purpose, my why, and why I do it. And then, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, as soon as you think you got to figure it out, figure it out, something happens. Something changes. Or mm-hmm. you wind up going on another path or meeting a, or taking another path or meeting a someone person that puts you on a different path, but still gets you there, maybe get you there quicker or whatever. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I just like, I feel like you just kind of have to give yourself to, you just, 
you just give yourself to the process. You just take part in the process, keep moving yourself towards the direction you want to get to and not so much focus that it's got to be a certain way because it usually doesn't go that way. Yeah, for sure. And I, I want to ask, so what led you to be so fo- so fixated on coaching men? Because just from like our friendship over the years, and seeing what you're putting out now, it seems like such a great fit. But how did you find that to be your purpose? Like what sort of like questions did you have to ask yourself to really hone in on that? You know, I, I think for me, I think it was pretty natural because I was doing it. Uh, I worked in a primarily male dominated uh, profession and I was talking to primarily men and we would often have conversations about how we were struggling in many different ways. And it was just like, it just organically happened that way. You know, we would have these conversations primarily, and I would have these conversations trying to help people that I either supervised or worked with or whatever, and just kind of like help them try to overcome some of the obstacles that they were dealing with professionally, which kind of led into stuff personally, because I felt like that there was a connection, obviously, between both. But I realized like, now post that, I realized like men are in total need of coaching, and for a variety of different reasons, because I feel like men are like in general, and I speak, I speak to this personally. It's like, I think a lot of us like suffer in silence. And, and what I mean by that is like, I think there's a lot of guys out there that are not asking for help when need it, who don't feel like it's the right thing to ask for support or help that maybe not necessarily maybe want it and just don't have the right people that they can confide in or just don't have the friends or the, the close knit relationships that they could find that person or persons to talk to. And if you can, if, if I could be that person indirectly, like to be someone that they have access to, whether it be on social media or somewhere else or through like a, a platform like this, to what we're doing to be like a voice that they can be like, you know, I really, what he said resonated with me and I kind of feel like I can do this, like I can make a difference, you know, then that man is, is awesome. And I think, I think most, especially nowadays, I think there's so much transition in really what it means to be a man. I think it's like, it was very conservative years ago, my parents and grandparents and, and the way that they've kind of were brought up and, 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 and the kind of like blue collar approach, there's so much difference now. And I think there's so many different things that in a good way are getting attention, like mental health and a lot of other things probably needs more. But I think it even it's getting attention never did before, was suppressed before. And I just feel like there just needs to be more attention for men who need it. Because I think, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, like I, I think women are maybe more open to expressing their emotions and wanting to have conversations with other women who are close to them about their emotions and about the stuff that's going on in their life. And men are not necessarily the most comfortable or proficient doing that. So I kind of feel like, you know, men probably need it the most. And that's kind of like why I want to focus on it. Yeah, that's 100% true. Like, I think men in general were taught from a very early age that vulnerability was weakness and you kind of just tough it out. And we see how bottling all those emotions, all those feelings does not lead to happiness, fulfillment. It leads to like a life of like suffering and silence, quiet desperation, needing help, but not knowing how to ask. So it's, it's awesome that you have found a way to help people who are dealing with that, but it speaks to going back to like finding your purpose of in your previous field, you not only dealt with that, you saw a lot of other men who were struggling with that. So 
after you transition away, you see where the need is because you identify with that struggle and you know you can add value to people who are currently struggling with that. And I think that finding your purpose, like it sounds, people just say like, oh, find your purpose, but not really any context or help as to helping identify that within yourself. And for me personally, I have come to believe that your purpose is rooted within your own story. Like what have you personally overcome? What do you have plenty of experience dealing with that you know there are other people experiencing that as well? And how can you help them? Because I think ultimately our highest purpose is to help others, is to help serve others to become their the best versions of themselves. So however we can best do that is different across the board for everybody because we all have different stories. So we may identify with one struggle over the other, but finding a way to help is the way we find our purpose. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, there's guys out there that just don't know, like, you know, like I think there's this stereotype that's been, it exists now. It's been around for ages of like, you know, men are the providers, right? Men are the ones that are, are bringing home the bacon. They're putting bread on the table. They're working long hours. They're coming home. They're spending, you know, time with family, but then they're back at it again, you know, the next day. And I, and I think there's a lot of pressure to that, but I think, and it, the point, the point is, is that I think men are not necessarily focused or feel guilty sometimes of giving back to themselves because I feel like they always need to give to others. Right. It's like, hey, I got responsibilities as a man. Like I got to take care of my family. I got to I'm got to be the one that works. I got to be the one that takes care of, you know, the kids and be the protector and all these different things. And that's that there's a lot of obviously truth to that. But it takes away from them wanting to give back to themselves and like that self-care component. And it's I, almost a bit of guilt around self. Yeah, it's kind of like, I can't do that. Like my responsibility is here. And because that's the message that's kind of been pounding in our heads for such a long time. And and I think ultimately that may be the one of those foundational reasons why men struggle is because I feel like they've been they've been living a story that not necessarily is conducive to them filling up their cup and recharging them. They've all been told like if you're not, you know, winning, you're you're losing. If you're not grinding, you're failing. If you're not doing a b c and d it's not working and and that's not true it's like you may be winning in one aspect but you're going to be losing in another aspect you may be winning in the business aspect let's say i'll give this as an example you may be winning in your business but failing in your family you may be winning in your uh monetary you may your bank account may be full but your health may be crap right so it's like you know and, and and another thing too is just to touch on health really quick i think that's another thing men struggle with is like is giving back to themselves self care in the health space I think a lot of things like when I was in my 20s, let's say, you know, for me, getting in good shape was more about meeting somebody right now as I'm older, getting in good shape is about has nothing to do with mental, has nothing to do with physical health. It has to do with mental health. And I think that's the transition for me. It's medicine for me. Like if I'm not at, like I, the feeling I get from just being active and moving my body is medicine for me to keep myself sane. And and I think, think, and getting back to the whole self care and 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 men and struggles, like if men, if that is universal for men or anyone for that matter, like 
why would you deprive yourself of that? And it just shows you how much importance that is for you to do it just from a mental health perspective and the self-care and giving back to yourself. Because if you want to go out there and be the provider and do the things like we have to do and are responsible for in our in families and stuff like that and just in, in the male dynamic nowadays, like you got to give back to yourself and fill up that cup because it catches up to you at some point. Yeah, for sure. I like, I definitely recognize working out um, was so much of a mental, like it was for my own mental health. After I transitioned or after I retired, I noticed that early on I stopped working out and I was just more and more depressed. And when I started putting more of a focus on exercising daily, then I felt I was better at dealing with the daily stresses and my lows wouldn't be as low because like I had already accomplished something that day. And then even now on days where I have like kind of those blah days, I can always track it back to like, did I work out today? And normally I did. Yeah. Crazy. Right. So yeah. And for, yeah, 100% in order for men to be the best providers they could be, they have to, uh, put themselves, uh, first they have to take care of themselves in order to be the best version of themselves to take care of their families yeah and And, and for i I was just gonna ask vulnerability is such a huge issue for men what are some things you've seen that have helped encourage that uh you know i I think it comes down to one word I, i think it comes down to connection Um, Because I think that if you can have a connection with somebody or find somebody, it allows you to open yourself up more to be trustworthy. Because I think it's hard for men sometimes to trust, uh, to be trustworthy. And that leads to being more vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, you're more willing to express how you feel to some other people, one that you trust, but it takes time. It's like, it's not, you know, some people it's like, especially if you've been burned a few different times, you're like, I'm not trusting. Like, this is all staying with me, which in turn has like a, a backdoor negative effect, right? But it's just like, I, I think just, f- it, it really is about getting those right people in your corner, surrounding yourself with those right people that you feel like you can open up to. Like, you know, Asante, if you have some, an issue that you know you can come to me and I'll, I'll do my best to give you the best advice I can. You know, it's just like having that person or persons that you can be vulnerable. And, and listen, that's so important. Like, if you're struggling with it, like, I don't care if you're a man, a woman, or anyone. Like, if you're struggling with it, like, work at trying to be more vulnerable, but also work on just make taking an audit of the people that are in your, in your space and just seeing who are those people that you can go to or find somebody. And that could be through therapy. It could be finding a therapist to start. It could be, you know, you know, getting out there and keeping in developing like your social network or networking and all that stuff. And yeah, just, kind of putting yourself out there, getting yourself out of that comfort zone, which is like a reoccurring theme for so many things. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can attest that Craig is a friend that I can be very vulnerable with. Craig has seen me cry. Um, and I agree with therapy could be a good start to, to one, begin talking about things that maybe you haven't shared with some people that you're close with. And so that you're now... The, now when you do have the courage and the time to finally like have those conversations with those people, it's not the first time you've said it out loud. You've had, you've had time to think about um, 
what you said or maybe like have a new perspective around how you felt about it. And I think that therapy is a great first start, but it goes back to trust. You have to audit your circle and who can you trust to kind of lay some of that weight on because the more and more you hold on to it, like at some point you're, you're going to have to lay some of that weight off on someone else that you can trust. And it's not that you can't carry it, but sometimes you just need to break and kind of just let it out. And then once you let it out, it becomes like lighter for you and you're then able to carry it much easier. It doesn't go away. The, things in the past that have happened don't disappear, but your ability to deal with them on a day-to-day is not as heavy. And so finding those people, like the way I look at it is like, who can you like rest your head on? And when you really look at like, when you are tired and weary, like who do you trust to be there? Just like, let you just like lay on them for a little bit. And then, um, yeah you have to open up. You can't keep it all bottled inside because it just seeps into other aspects of your life and ultimately starts to like deteriorate other relationships that you do value. Yeah. hundred percent. Like I, I think you need to have like, you need to have like a mental colonic. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Like, I, I don't know why. And, crazy that actually just popped in my head um but yeah you need a mental colonic like uh, like people swear by colonics especially out here in in, in california like never heard the damn thing like what it actually was until i, I, I anyway i don't want to get involved it's a shitty conversation but i will say is that uh you need to just get rid of all you need to have do like go through a mental detox and you, and mm. you and, and it's important and like there's just like you dip into your tools. It's like that finding that right person may be a tool, someone that you can talk to and just kind of get stuff off your chest and out of your mind. Um, it could be a combination of that with the activity component moving your, uh, you know, moving your body. It could be meditation. It could be a lot of other things, but it's just a matter of like, you know, not letting all that stuff, you know, fester and stay within your head. And that's going to, you know, break you down. You know, it just, it, it does over time. The more you collect all this crazy stuff that's sticking in your head you know it's 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 easy to focus on those thoughts and stuff that are just lingering there and and yeah you know and it's just and you gotta you gotta be it's consistent just like you would go to a gym and work your, work your muscles and get get into better shape and lose weight and whatnot you, it's the same thing it's like you got to be consistent you got to be deliberate you got to have a plan you got to do it you got to do it over and over and over again and uh, believe me it pays dividends especially now because like the forces of, of society and nature, whatever you want to call it, are working against you. Like the, the negative information's out there. It's in your face. You're, 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 you're taking it in visually. You're taking it in, you know, uh, from an auditory perspective, you're taking it in in many different ways. So you got to kind of like be very deliberate about how you're going to get that stuff out. Yeah, for sure. Have, have you seen the new Dr. Strange movie? I have. Yeah. The, so this was like one of my big takeaways from it. Do you remember when he saw, when he went to see that other, um, that evil Dr. Strange? Yes. When he was trying to get the, the Darkhold book? Oh yeah, hold on. Before you say anything, like for those listening oh, who haven't alert. seen it, like spoiler alert, maybe just spoiler fast. 
<laughs> Fast forward. Uh, if you have not seen this movie. If you have not seen this movie. Alert. We have to give like the uh, White Tiger disclaimer just because we don't want to get any hate mail or anybody uh, from anyone saying, you, you screwed me. I can't. I was going to go see this movie. even. But you know what? Here's one thing I it's will say. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's on Disney+. Plus. And it's been out. Once it goes to Disney+, Plus or streaming, then it's, oh, it's yeah. everything's on the table. All right. Wrong. Go ahead, Asante. But the that Doctor Strange asks him to prove that he's really a Doctor Strange. And then, so he told, talked about the story of his sister falling through the ice and drowning, and he tried to save her and he couldn't. And his reply was like, oh, we don't talk about that. And at the end of the, like, but all through the movie, it seems like in every universe, the Doctor Strange doesn't get with the woman that he loves, like undoubtedly loves and then at the end of the movie, he kind of opens up a little bit and says, like, I just get scared that I can't save you or whatever like that. But it's just all seems like it stems from his inability to open up about what he's gone through. And maybe if he actually talked about like some things of his past, like dealing with that and how he was in, not able to cope with the loss of his sister, maybe he would end up with the woman he loves in every universe. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't put it any better. So that was the the big aha moment. Yeah. In that movie and, for how many people missed that moment? Because I tell you, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, seriously, like you're in the, especially going to a Marvel movie. You're like, ah, oh, last thing I think is I'm going to walk out of here with this amazing life lesson. But it's true. Like it really is true. And um, hey, it makes, it makes total sense. I mean, because I, I got to say like one thing, one thing I've definitely noticed through like the coaching component is that there is a moment in our lives where someone has either said something or done something to us that is and and that's completely false and is not true of who we are have told us typically it's a situation where someone says something to someone that they can't accomplish anything or something in particular that they've held on for years and even though decades have passed and maybe even that person or persons that have said said it to them are no longer with us it's still the message is still strong as it was when it was first said and it's been holding people back for years. And I think a lot of it is because people often feel uncomfortable with wanting to have a conversation around that or maybe feeling like this is painful for me to do. So it's the only way to me to avoid having to deal with it is not to bring it up or not to work through it or not to talk to somebody about it. And what in turn it does is that it creates a lifetime contained it creates this lifetime cord that's that's there that keeps pulling them back instead of propelling them forward and they never get a chance to cut that cord until they finally realize like okay i gotta do something about this because obviously i'm not i'm not making progress like i'm not i'm in the same place i was 5 10 15 20 30 years ago and i'm living on words that were older than my kids or whatever it is. Like, it's just, it's like, it's, it's interesting when you think about it that way. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to talk about it because it, it gives you an opportunity to maybe observe them in a different light. And actually, because they've just been like bouncing around in your head for years and you've never like said them out loud, you've never really had an opportunity to observe them from a different perspective. And maybe if you're talking to someone else, like, get another view on that situation or maybe a different way that you could address it or move past it. But it's, I, it's, it's hard to talk about stuff because it, it took me a while. Therapy was 
my first kind of jump start into like my own little personal healing journey, but you have to because there's you end up being stuck in whatever time frame that was for me i was a a scared 11 year old kid for in a lot of situations in my life so until i was able to start talking about that i was then able to observe when those situations would come up and see how i was reacting to then now observe like is this the same way I want to react to this situation or can I find another way? Yeah. You know, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from that is like, is the awareness piece. Mm. It's like so many people just like, they know that there's something going on, but they're just not really aware of it. But when you're aware, like for you to say, Hey, I'm acting like an 11 year old boy. Like I'm, 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 I feel like I'm 11 year olds. I'm 11 year old boy, like going through this situation or whatever it is, like the awareness component of it. It's pretty massive because I think once you figure out like, okay, these are the things that are, are like not delivering back to me now that you can develop a plan, take action, you know, to, to get through it. And I think most people are not even aware. Like, I mean, sure. We've all come across the person or persons that are not aware of something that they're doing. Like you're not aware of that. You're cutting me off or you're talking too much or that you're being, you know, overprotective or, and the list goes on and on and on. Like, mm-hmm. and, some, and, and sometimes it's like the self-awareness part resonates a lot longer than a lot deeper uh, and more impactful than someone just telling you. Cause people can be telling you that you're a certain one. You never listen. You know, you could find the biases and anything being like, Oh, you know, they don't <laughs> well, like me or whatever it is, you know, how it goes. If enough different people are telling you the same thing, it's probably time to yeah, like, it's, pro- it's, it's, it's probably true to think, hey, maybe maybe what they're saying is true. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe one of these people are on. And you know what? To come full circle, like, and that's the reason why to have good people in your corner, right? And to, mm-hmm. to build that trust and to be open and and find those right people because those are the people that may point out the things that may be holding you back or that you maybe need to to give you that fearless feedback. You know, they give you that fearless feedback to say, hey, I love you. I care about you. And I'm telling you this because I care and I want to see you grow, you know, and I want to see you get better. And I just want to see, I just want to see, you know, move forward and live the best life you can. Fearless feedback. That's a great one. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessary. That's not my term per se, but I've, yeah, I've heard it quite a few times. Yeah, that's, that's so, that's so important. Someone who's just willing to tell you straight up with no like bias ulterior motive to say like, Hey, like I think you're acting like this right now and you could do with that information, what you want. Yeah. And, and you know what? And, and, and for those maybe who are listening to this, that feel like, you know what, there's a bunch of people in my life that I know that could use some fearless feedback. I'd love to give it to them. Maybe you should. And, and you know what, here's a tip, like here's a tip, start off with something good that they're doing, you know, and then kind of, it's like the sandwich technique It's like, Mm-hmm. top piece of bread is something they're good to doing. And then you talk about the things that, you know, the fearless feedback you want to give them and then finish off with something good that they're doing or how they're going to be successful sandwich. with it. Right. I think we've talked about that. seems like, it. but, but regardless, like the compliment sandwich, like make the sandwich for them, you know, and then they'll appreciate it. Like, especially when you lead in with something like positive, like if you lead yeah. in with something positive, Hey, listen, you're doing a lot of great things, but here's some, and, and, and here's some, a couple of examples um, and I know you have a lot of like, um, you know, a lot of responsibility, but here's some things that I want to just share with you because I care. And it's just like, Hey, these are some of the things I've been noticing. And, and the key to, to the, to it too, is that ask them a lot of questions. We're, we're always like pre-wired and we're always like feeling like in order to help somebody, we need to tell them what to do. 
but we will get more, they will get more value out of you asking them like very deliberate questions and having them come up with their own answers, you know, and just be like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's that self-awareness piece. It's like, hey, I know you're, hey, Asante, I know that you're doing this on a regular basis. So I know that you're having an issue, let's say. And then instead of me saying, hey, Asante, I'm going to give you this fearless feedback. Let me just tell you exactly what you're doing wrong. I start asking you questions to come to your own realization. Like, holy shit, yeah, I've been doing that. Like, oh, yeah, I have been. So, wow. Like, think of how much more impactful that is for you to come up with that yourself as opposed to someone just telling you. Yeah. Right. That's huge. And and that takes like, uh, and that is like, wow. Like, then once you light that fire, people be like, next time they do it, they'll be like, holy shit. Yeah. Look, I remember that conversation I had, or I remember that, that bulb lights again and be like, yeah, here I go again. Like, here's, this is what I'm doing. And then that's where like action starts. That's where like, okay, now I know where I'm doing it. Now I can identify when it happens. Now I need to either dip into my toolbox of things that's going to get me out of it or get me through it or get me over it. Yeah, for sure. And like, as long as, when you're initiating that conversation, you lead with love and like I said, like starting off with something good, then I mean, I think that we would all be more receptive when that is coming from a place of love. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and in the end, I think that's really what what people are looking for. You know, people want to be loved. People want to be cared about. You know, people want to have connection. You know, I, I I would argue with anyone who says they don't. Like I. I really truly believe that that's probably one of those universal wants that we all want and need. Yeah. Universal we all needs. want love. We want to be accepted. Yeah. It's like, and it, and it really does start with self-acceptance and you accepting yourself and who you are. Right. Because if you can't accept yourself, like you can't expect other people to do it, you know? So for you sure. can't be happy with what you see, you know, it's, it's just, it's interesting. I mean, we could talk for days about this stuff. I mean, it goes really, really deep. Um, but again, it's like, it's all about, you know, coming full circles. Like it's all about service. It's all about giving back. It's all about trying to make people more aware of some of the things that may be holding them back just because you care. Yeah. We all want to see each other shine. We all want to, we all want the best for each other. Yeah. Most of us. I mean, listen, most there's, there's yeah. going to be people out there that don't. And, and you know, here's, here's another thing I will say is that you, you hands down inevitably, whether you're 18 or 80, you're going to come across those people in your time. Right, you're going to come across. You're going to come across those people who are going to be. I like to call them uh, life takers as opposed to life givers. Right, they're going to just sap your energy, energy vampires, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Right, they're going to be out there. But you got to realize, like your haters or whatever you want to call it. But you got to realize, like it's not about you. Like it's about them. It's about like some of the things that they've got going on emotionally. Uh, that they have don't have the tools to figure out or don't have the people to help them figure out. And it's easier for them to put someone else down to get that dopamine hit of like, oh, I feel pretty, I feel better about myself now that I made someone else feel bad, you know? Yeah. So I think once we can wrap our head around the fact that it has nothing to do with us because we all have, we may have them right now in our lives in some capacity and realize like, hey, instead of feeling anger to those people, maybe just feel a little bit more empathetic being like, Hey, listen, I, I know this is not about me because I'm confident in who I am and what I do. This is really more about that person. And I just either hope that person gets some help or if there's someone close to you and you want to go out and give that fearless feedback or encourage them to figure it out, then great. Yeah. I, it's like, it goes back to, we all see each other through a mirror, through our own mirror. Like, we were reflecting 
like we see each other as like reflections of like what we see inside ourselves. So if they're constantly projecting negativity, trying to bring someone else down, it's because they're trying to bring them down to the level that they feel. Yeah. It's a lot. There's a lot of it out there. There's a lot of it out there. And it's just like, you have to, you know, you got to, in football terms, the best defense is great offense, I guess. I think I messed that up. But anyway, you know what I mean. Defense, is, <laughs> defense wins games. Defense wins championships. <laughs> That's it. Defense wins games. Sorry for talking to an offensive player. It's all good. <laughs> uh, shit. So, so I know we've kind of touched on a lot of things that it comes with. Self-help and giving back and finding those right people and fearless feedback and all those different things. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's super important. Um, is there anything, is there anything that when you think like, when we talk about all this like self-health stuff and you think about like some of the stuff that's going on today, like in like pop culture and, and just like in the news and stuff like that, is there anything that, um, you think that you think of or, or relates to any of this stuff that we're talking about? Um, I don't know. I, I normally look at things through a sports lens. So I think that for sports, I think it's being more encouraged to be vulnerable and which is awesome because a lot of times athletes have to hold up this almost like an armor and pretend like they're invincible. Things don't affect them. And so it's just refreshing that people are really opening up about what they're struggling with what they're going through and it kind of humanizes it will, they are humans but um it shows everyone that we're all struggling in one some way shape or form and so um the more that we can I see that within each other that we're all just trying to we're all healing from something we're all trying to improve um, i think we can all be a little more empathetic towards people yeah that's that's really true um and you know what? And you know that there's the platforms out there that you, especially that you're involved with too, is it's helping athletes kind of uh, talk about their story and their message and, you know, in the effort to help out other people, you know, and just because I think sometimes we often have these like clouded pictures of what these athletes don't have problems. They don't have issues. They don't struggle with anything. And I, and I think more nowadays it's like, and here's another one thing. It's like when we do put stuff out about athletes, it's an, and they, when they're struggling with stuff, whether it be like domestic issues or personal issues or addiction or whatever it is, it's always negative. Like, it's just like, it's like, it's like almost like they're out there looking to crucify these, these athletes that are, are human beings that make mistakes just like all the rest of us do. It's just, they happen to be more in the public eye than anyone else. It's just, yeah. but this doesn't mean that they're, they shouldn't be shown the same compassion and, and, and realize that they, they still have the same needs and wants just as anyone else would. Yeah. But in the age of social media, anonymity, compassion does go out the window pretty quickly. It does. And you know what? I want to bring something up real quick. Cause I really wanted to your take on it. It's kind of a little bit off topic, but I, it's kind of not like, I want to get your, um, your take on this whole Brittany Griner thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> is it too soon or like no it's not too soon. it's just crazy that nine years for like less than a gram of oil of cannabis oil or something like that mm-hmm. it's obviously politically charged they are this is like an opportunity for russia to uh, kind of like like wield their power that just because they can 
Like she's been a fixture in like the Russian community for like eight years. I think she's been playing there for a long time. I heard that there was a girl who flew into Russia and served a month. She like she was in jail for like a month and then they let her go. She had like 19 grams of weed. <laughs> so it's like completely different. So it's like obviously political. And the fact that I, I hear I hear that we're like trying to trade an international arms dealer for her. It's like this this person has potentially like aided in like the massacre of like so many people across the world and she had a little bit of weed on her <laughs> like that is so like it's not congruent so like i i hope that she gets out this is just this so this is so wild um yeah what do you think about it i you know it's it's crazy like i i try to reserve like comments until i know like a lot of the information because there's so much of the story that you don't know right there's so many different things i do agree like the fact that she's completely being used um as a like a, a political pawn or negotiating tool or whatever between mm-hmm. this is there's more this has nothing this has less to do with pot and britney as it has to do with politics and countries yeah. who may not necessarily see eye to eye like sparring and and this is just like one of those things like listen i it's a different country, right? So it's hard to compare apples to apples, you know, when it comes yeah. to like the criminal justice system and how penalties work and, and is it ridiculous? It's, yeah, it's completely ridiculous. I, I think, uh, you know, another thing too, is I, th- I think that there's probably like, from the last I heard, like 30 to 40 other Americans that are been detained in other countries that are still being detained and been there for years and may never oh, have really? an opportunity to see the light of day again. So it's kind of like at the flip side, like they're using her, but at the same time, she may get more of an opportunity to come home than anybody else. Yeah. You know, which is, which is great. I mean, listen, if she, if she can get back, that's awesome. Like, and I don't know the, every, all those 40 stories. I think if you were to dive into like looking up some of the information and doing your research, I'm sure there's obviously a variety of different stories and circumstances that surround each and every single one of them makes them unique, but it's just, I get it. It's like, it's just, it's just, it's ridiculous. And it's just, it is what it is. I'm not surprised. I think everybody kind of expected whatever the result was. You got nine years for, for cannabis oil, like ridiculous. Like everyone kind of expected that it was just going to be a formality that was going to happen. And there's going to be this prisoner exchange and it's going to be top news. Yeah. I, I'm sure that this deal will get done and she'll be out, but it's, it's wild that geez, like nine years yeah, I, I would so be very, very surprised if she serves any length of time, significant length of especially now, like, if they're actively, like, like, here's the thing, like, there's been a plea to the government to have, to do something, like, they cannot, at this point, just be like, we're done, like, if they put it out there, now they got to follow through on their word, like, they can't just yeah. say, hey, especially, it's, I mean, she's in a, she's a celebrity in her space. She's a professional athlete. Like she's like, you can't just say that you're going to do something with someone that people know. And it's, it's like, you know, in your face in the news. And then all of a sudden say you're not doing anything. So it's just a matter of time. Like, I don't think she's going to serve any, I think it's just a matter of how they get this thing done and it'll, it'll get done. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of people 
here who are serving much longer sentences for <laughs> maybe the same amount of weed or if what? not less. How about that? Well, I'll even go a step further for crimes they never committed. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> so, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can, it's interesting because I, I'm like, I'll be completely transparent. Like, I get very, like, sensitive to, like, celebrities, athletes included, like, sometimes who really take a hard political stance on certain things and, and without knowing the complete picture. Like, I think, listen, there's so many different things. Like, I, I get the whole Brittany Griner thing and I think and other things, but, like, there are people in the criminal justice system nowadays, like, I mean, celebrities are shouting for Britney to come home. I get that. But like, what about all the other people like that are in this country that have been maybe convicted of crimes that they never committed? Like they're not getting any support. They're not getting any sideliners helping them and get themselves, you know, out of a wrongful conviction that they've been spending decades of their lives. Decades, serving. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I get it and all, but like it, it obviously shows you there's a, there's a, there's a difference. There's a difference. It's not, not everybody. And this is just unrealistic, but not everybody being treated evenly and on the same plane. Oh, for sure. So, well, speaking to like people who are in jail for marijuana, um, on the cover of Forbes right now is the, I think the co-founder of the cannabis brand cookies. Mm -hmm. So it's like this dude is selling a whole bunch of weed and it's legal now, but there are still people in jail for what this dude is like being celebrated for. I know it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. I, I and I saw on a sport snow with, with marijuana just made me think of it. Ricky Williams, former running back. Oh yeah. Massive. And I'm not surprised. Cause he was always open about him smoking marijuana and his involvement mm -hmm. with marijuana, like, and the testing and all that stuff. I remember with, with in the NFL, but yeah, massive. I think he's got a massive cannabis business. Mm -hmm. So thank you for him. Times are changing, Asante. Times are changing. Times are changing. <laughs> All right, so listen, man, we we cranked out this episode. Uh, man, I feel like we've uh, we put something. We we had this was a good conversation. Pretty good. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yes, yeah, you would say we're back, baby. We're back, baby. <laughs> we're back, baby. Hey, the U is back for real. <laughs> yeah, that's what you said last time. We got we got video evidence to prove it. All right, they're they're back for real because they have a good quarterback now and good coach. Or... Great coaches. Yeah. We got Jason Taylor is like a defensive assistant over there. Come on now. Yeah, well, the one thing about you, you know, for the, for the sports fans out there uh, who follow college football, uh, obviously you know that you know the Hurricanes are near and dear to Asante's heart, and he's always wishing them the best. And you know, that's what you got to love. Like uh, what I found out about the University of, of Miami, Asante, is that their alumni are truly faithful. Like there's a faithful alumni, especially the football alumni, because they keep going back to the program and giving back to the program, right? So. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll save we'll save our predictions for another time. All right. I think. What, you gonna th what right. do you think? No, no, go ahead. I don't want to cut you off. What do you think? No, I was just saying, I think we open up with Texas A&M, so that'll be a good test. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right, we'll see. We shall see. All right, well, any parting words? Open up. Talk about the shit you don't want to talk about. It'll change your life. Yeah, and for me, just like, listen, don't be afraid to give fearless feedback to people in your circle that you really care about. You want to see them get through some shit because they could probably use the kind words right about now. Yep. So, all right, with that being said, I'm going to crank up the music. Head out of here. Sante, it's always a pleasure. Catch you next week. Always. Talk to you later. Peace. Peace.